What's up, guys? It's Zach Neal. This is part two of how to get hired. In this part, we're talking about how to get hired for executive level and upper management positions. This is managers, directors, vice presidents, presidents, CEOs. This is the big boy jobs, the big leagues, the six-figure-plus positions. I'm going to tell you exactly what employers and CEOs like myself are looking for. We're going to talk about resumes, initial approach, pitch videos, all of that kind of stuff. I'm going to show you exactly what I'm looking for when I'm hiring at this level and what I know a lot of other bosses and CEOs are looking for. Let's jump into it. Okay, so you're ready to step up. Maybe you've already been in an executive level position at another company and you're changing positions or changing companies. Maybe you're trying to get promoted inside the company you're already in, or maybe this is your first executive level position that you're going after. In all cases, my advice is the same. Throw your resume in the garbage. I don't wanna see it. If you listen to the first podcast, we talked about entry level to mid-level positions. This is gonna be a much different animal because this is a much different thing. So the first thing you need to understand is I don't want your resume. I don't want to carry it around. I definitely don't want a printed version of it. If you have a digital version of it, I'm only going to read the parts that are important to me, which is just the very basic outline information and experience. Job skills matter, particular job skills, things that you're proficient in. Yeah, it still matters if you can run Photoshop and Illustrator, if you have side skills like video editing or, you know, specific marketing skills, things like that. That shit still matters, so we're gonna highlight that. But I want you to change your resume into basically, excuse me, just a cover letter. And what I mean by a cover letter is a basic outline of who you are. Make sure it includes a picture. I wanna put a face with a name. Headshot's fine, don't need a full body shot, but a headshot's great. Give me the basics, who you are, where you're from, how old you are, what your skill set is and your previous experience. Specifically, if you've done this job, If you've been a marketing director at another company, like let me know where you were a marketing director at. And I need references. I need at least three good references. They can be from, if you've worked at like the previous company for a long time, give me three from that company, completely unrelated. This was one of the people that worked for me in my other company because employees give great references, believe it or not. And I respect an employee's reference of you a lot more than I respect a boss's reference a lot of times because someone who works for you has worked with you at your shittiest, whereas a boss always sees you at your best. So include three references, minimum three. That's old school thinking, but that still works with good contact for those people. And make sure you let them know in advance that you're going to be using them as a reference so that they don't, you know, have no idea what I'm talking about when I contact them, et cetera, et cetera. But the resume basically just turned that into a cover letter. Here's where it's going to get interesting. And here's where it's going to get different. The world is changing. It's 2019. We're living in a digital age. I don't need your fucking paperback resume anymore. And I don't want to read a whole bunch of shit. 
this is the best advice that I could ever give you if you want to stand out from the pack because what I'm about to describe to you is already happening, but it's not commonplace yet, but soon enough, it's going to be commonplace. You're asking me for a big salary. You're asking me in in cases like this for six figures plus. You're asking me anywhere from a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars a year, maybe even more, depending on what the job is. It could be an executive position, a CEO position, whatever. You're asking me for a lot of money and a lot of trust. I need to know a lot about you, and those are, these are not things that I'm going to gather from a few lines of text and meeting you a couple times in person for interviews. Document, document, document. What I want you to do is simple but complicated. <laughs> I want you to make a mini documentary about yourself. I know, sounds like a pain in the ass, but there's so many people that are doing this. There's so many places to get it done. You don't have to be a videographer yourself, but I need you to make a documentary about who you are and what you do, and I need it to be five minutes or less, okay? Five minutes is maximum length. This is like a pitch video, but I need to have this. I want to have this. If you haven't created this and I like you, There's a good chance I'm going to tell you to go make it before we even interview. I'm going to ask you, do you have a mini doc, right? I don't have a fancy word for this. Maybe I can coin the term. I'll think about that. And maybe later in the podcast, I'll come up with the term of what we're going to call this thing. But for right now, we're going to call it a mini doc, right? Mini documentary about yourself. Now, I'm not telling you that you have to go out and film yourself for weeks and get little footage of this and that. It's not like that. This isn't a fucking pilot episode. What I need are things like clippings, photos, things that are going to give me an idea of who you are. It can be narrated. So like maybe you don't have a lot of video footage of yourself in action. Like, and that would be normal. Most people don't have a camera running when they're at work, right? But maybe you've had some articles or some write-ups or some accolades or some awards. You can take pictures of shit like that and you can narrate over it. So you can, if you don't want to narrate it yourself with your own voice, you get someone to narrate it for you, but it can basically be the story of you. For my story, I'm going to say I'm me. I'm Zach Neal. So my mini documentary would go something like this. I'm just going to say that I would pick out 15 to 20 pictures of myself in different scenarios. Pictures of me at work, pictures of me dressed up in a shirt and tie, pictures of me dressed down, pictures of me vacationing with my children, pictures of me socializing with my friends or at a birthday party or a family event. Uh, Then I would have some pictures of my awards and accolades my publications, Time Magazine, People Magazine, the different features that my businesses have had in some of these really bigger and more quote-unquote impressive publications. Um, I would have some, where I didn't have pictures, I would use text, right, to put on the screen of like different job titles and things I had. So while I was narrating my video, there'd be a picture and that's what I would be talking about, go with the narration. I would narrate it first, tell your story first, and then add the pictures to fit into the story. So mine would start something like um, something like this. It would be something to the effect of, hi, I'm Zach Neal. I have been a marketing director and a media consultant for the last 10 years. Previous to that, I was in the music industry. Here's a picture of me rocking out on a stage. And I'm not saying that, but this, the picture comes in the background. I was in the music industry for many years. Um, I got married. I started a family. Uh, I'm a dedicated father. Here's some pictures of my kids in the background, me with my kids. Uh, I'm passionate about my work. Uh, My work in marketing and media has garnered me these awards. I was featured in People Magazine, Time Magazine, Maxim, 
GQ, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, the New York Daily News, LA Weekly, blah, 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 right? I would list, and as I was listing off the things, pictures of the clippings or the articles would come up. I've worked with, and if I named a couple people that somebody might know, or I've worked for, I've done media and marketing consulting for uh, Warner Brothers, for uh, Hewlett Packard, for this one, for that one. I would name all the companies that I have worked for or done consulting for or marketing for, and I would go through the thing, and then I'd have a little bit of personal information. Um, when I'm not working, I love riding motorcycles. Here's a picture of me and my motorcycle that popped up. I love fishing. Here's a picture of me out fishing with my kids. Um, I love spending time with my family. But to be honest with you, my passion is work. I'm definitely the type of guy that works all the time. I host a business podcast called Zach Neal's Daily Gold. I have a, a picture of the front page of that. You can find it on iTunes and this one. Uh, I'm a would-be videographer and photographer. Here's some pictures and video that I've edited and taken. Uh, I've appeared on these TV shows. Shows, Food Network, Guys Grocery Games, uh, Fuse, this one, MTV, that one. I was on Fox Network for this. Uh, you know, I would just go through basically, I'm just giving you like a parameter of like what mine would go like. It would be five minutes of me telling my story. Then, of course, the reason why I'm passionate about marketing is because I believe that marketing is a two way conversation between two people, not you to a million, where you're just trying to reach out individually and have a conversation with somebody. And hopefully that conversation leads to the discovery of a great product or service. And I really believe in what you guys do at your company, which is what enticed me to want to work for you. At my previous job, I handled things like, you know, uh, social media direction and marketing. And then if I would just use some stock images, if you don't have anything of like pictures of Facebook and Instagram and the things you worked on visual aids. And you want to get this thing into five minutes or less because no one's going to watch a 10 minute episode about you, but they will watch three to five minutes. So make sure that it's top heavy, Make meaning make sure the most exciting and the things that you want to get across the most happen in the first two minutes, right? Save the less interesting and less important details for the back three. And it doesn't even have to be five minutes long. If you can cram everything into two minutes, even better. But this is something that you need to have. Probably no one's told you you need to have this because maybe you haven't been out there in the job force for a while or just nobody knows, but this is what you need because I need to see you. I need to see your mannerisms. And I know I'm sitting here telling you that you can use pictures and narration, but no matter what, I ha out of this, I have to have at least 35 to 45 seconds of live captured video of you, which means you're going to need to turn your cell phone around on yourself, prop it up or get a mount for it and film yourself talking as part of the narration that probably the best time to do that is going to be during the introduction where I'm saying, turn my cell phone around. Hey, what's up? I'm Zach Neal. Uh, I'm applying for your marketing director position. I've been marketing for a lot of years. I have a lot of experience. I have a really unique set of skills that I think are going to come in really, really useful at your organization. I, I want to spend the next couple minutes walking you through my history, what I've done, blah, 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 blah. All right, let's jump in. Almost like how I intro a podcast. I'm telling you who I am. I'm telling you what I'm going to talk about today. And then we're going into it. And then I'm providing visual aids and a bunch of other shit to make you understand what it is I'm talking about. Okay, so we've established the resume. You need to make a mini doc about yourself, okay? It's, that's just what you have to do. It's 2019. It's not the 90s. It's not 2004 anymore. 
there's various reasons why, but just trust me on this. This is what I want to know. I want to know you. You're asking for a big ask, man. You're asking for a lot of money. You're asking for a lot of responsibility. You're asking for a big title. You're asking for the whole big package. And for me to give that to you, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want that job. For me to give it to you, above and beyond just experience level, it's also about knowing you and knowing who you are. So the best way to establish that even more than an interview, because what I can get out of an interview really isn't that great. I mean, if you think about it, what am I going to spend with you a half hour, an hour? I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. You're going to answer them basically to what I want to hear, what you think I want to hear. I'm not going to get a real view of who you are. So this mini doc, that's going to set the tone. So that's, that's resume out of the way. Now let's go to the second part. The second part is what's the number one thing that I'm looking for and that I know my other friends that are CEOs and business owners and bosses are looking for. And I've talked about this. I've talked about this. It's simple. It's confidence. And I know that sounds cliche. So give me a second. Don't just, oh, that's lame. No, it really is confidence. And here's why. I recently filled a general manager position at one of my restaurants in California. And it's a big profile restaurant. It's a high value restaurant. It's a $4 million a year facility. Um, We do big events, big parties, big production every night of the week, 70 people on staff. Um, it's It's a high volume restaurant and it takes a lot of oversight. And I've had some bad general managers in there. I mean like the worst of the worst, right? So I'm looking to fill this position. So I get this guy, he sends me kind of a resume, but He didn't send me a doc video, but what I did was I hired him for an interim position. I hired him to be, um, you know, to to run another program to general manage another a pop up event that I was doing for three weeks. And I thought this is going to be his training module. This was kind of like a long interview or kind of like an extended mini doc. This was like a major doc. I was going to go watch this guy work for like 30 days, right? and see what he can do. And it was kind of training for the other job because when I brought him on, I really didn't have any interest in him for the pop-up position. I mean, it was fine for him to do that, but like anybody could have done that. I was really grooming him for the bigger position at the other restaurant. And really what I'm grooming him for is to be my director of West Coast operations for all of my places. But it all starts one step at a time. So long story short, this guy came at me with confidence. He told me right out of the gate. He told me exactly what he was looking for. He told me he didn't want to be a general manager. He was over it. He already had become an owner of his own bar and club in West Hollywood, a very successful place. The only reason he wasn't still there was because he had a bad falling out with his business partners and he opted to leave because it just wasn't a good, healthy situation. And that happens sometimes. If you have a partnership and you stop getting along with your partners and it gets to the point where it deteriorates the relationship, you really can't continue moving forward. It's going to be a miserable life. So he opted to get out, but he told me exactly what he wanted and what he didn't want, but he came at me with such confidence. The confidence was really what sold me. Look, I know exactly what I can do, what I'm capable of, and I'm going to slay this job for you, Zach. I'm going to, he said some things to me that sealed the deal, right? First thing he said was, I can do this with my eyes closed. I'm going to whip this place into shape. I know exactly what I'm doing. This is the job for me. You can interview a hundred other people. It's not going to matter. Like I'm your guy. I feel confident about it. But then he said something that stuck out in my head that really got me. 
you're going to be able to sleep at night and spend time with your daughters and worry about your your other things going on on the East Coast, and you're not going to have to worry about this location anymore. You're going to be able to go to bed at like midnight or one o'clock in the morning, East Coast time, and you're no longer going to have to stay up till four and five o'clock in the morning waiting for the numbers for the West Coast to come in or wondering what's going on. You're not going to be getting the frequent phone calls from staff or the complaints. All that shit ends as soon as I get on, on my watch, you're going to be able to rest easy and sleep because dude, I got this. That got him hired. And then of course I put him into the the one month interim position as the manager of the pop-up. He did a great job. He handled his shit and he's done a fantastic job since becoming my West Coast Director of Operations, and also in the interim for about the next year, he'll be spearheading uh, general management of my restaurant facility out there. So what I'm looking for and what other CEOs and what other bosses are looking for, quite simply, the best quality you can have is confidence. Because that's what I want. That's what we all want. We want to fill a position where it's no longer going to be a problem for us. And not that just we want to avoid the headaches because we don't want to have to oversee departments or worry about that shit that's part of it. But the other part of it is we want to advance forward. Look, I gave this guy numbers. I'm like, dude, these are the numbers my restaurant's doing out in the West Coast now. They're good numbers. They're fucking solid numbers. But I still think we're we're undervalued by at least 50 to 70%. Can you realize that value? Yes, I can. And he had a plan. It wasn't just blind confidence. Like, I know I can do this. It was, yeah, I know how I can increase revenue. Here's where you're missing the opportunity to make more money. On your bar program, here, here, and there. On your food program, here, here, and here. On your extra days of the week when you're not open, you could be running this and this and this. He came with ideas. He came with intelligent responses, but more than anything, he was confident. So confidence is everything. I want to know that when I hire you, my worries are over. You're the right person for the job. You know what you're doing, and you're going to you're going to thrive in that position. You're going to exceed my expectations. If you come in and you're fidgety or you're looking down or you don't have the answers to the questions, or if you're not a self-promoter, if you're not a cheerleader, like if you can't convince me, then you're not going to be able to convince my customers either. So you're not going to get the job. I'm looking for confidence. It's the most important thing. So if you don't have a lot of confidence in the job that you're going after, if you don't know the ins and outs of what you're supposed to be doing, if you're going in blind, you're probably not going to get the job. And you might be listening to this thinking, yeah, there's been jobs or that I've gone after applied for that I haven't gotten. If you haven't, if you've gotten to the interview phase and you didn't get the job, you did not exude the right level of confidence. Now, the second part to that is it just, it can't just be bullshit confidence. Anybody can put on fake confidence. Like I've got this, trust me, I'm good at what I do. Know what the fuck you're talking about. Even in and this, again, if this is your first executive level position or your first executive level position doing this specific thing, you better study up on the company that you're applying at, what they do and what that job entails and know the answers to questions and have fresh ideas. Please don't let a job interview ever be dictated by the questions that I ask you. If you want to impress me and other bosses, ask questions. Please, for the love of God, do not ask questions about salary at the beginning, middle, or even end of the first interview. Don't make a fucking mention about money. When you come in and the first thing out of your mouth or even it's mentioned in the first interview, anything about salary or pay, I'm getting disinterested right away because that means you're there for a paycheck, not for passion. You're there 
You're not there to make a difference or to grow a business or to kick ass. You're there because you're just looking for a paycheck. Look, I get it. Money is important and money is, is certainly a very important part of a job. It's one of the main reasons why you're taking a job. But to me, that's not the most important thing because I know what the job pays. The job pays $110,000 a year plus benefits. That's what you're getting out of me no matter what, right? So that, that's my peak. So what I want to know is how are those dollars going to be maximized by me hiring you? I'm looking for passion, confidence, somebody who knows the job and most importantly wants to do the job. So do not mention money and do not let the interview be dictated by the questions that I ask you. Because I'm going to ask you all the same shit that everybody else asks you. It's like the stuff I have to ask you. So let's talk a little bit about your experience. What were you doing in your last job? Was it a good position? Were you happy there? Oh, okay. Why did you leave? Or were you let go? What What were the reasons why you left? Oh, because you moved to New York from Arkansas. Okay, what brought you to New York? Do you have a family? Oh, how old are your kids? What do you like to do for hobbies in your meantime? Tell me a little bit more about your education. What did you study at school? How were your years there? I'm going to ask you all of the basic bitch questions that everybody asks, right? If that's the crux of our conversation is you just giving me yes, no's and, and brief explanations, you know, and answers to the questions I'm asking, I'm not getting to know you. Take control of your interview. Let, By all means, let the boss get his questions in as well. But you ask questions back like, well, to be honest with you, I'd like to know what are you looking for in a candidate? What was it about my resume? Now we're talking about resume. Hopefully we're talking about a mini doc because you're taking my advice and you're doing what I'm telling you to do and you're sending these people a link to this, a fast loading link, by the way. Upload it somewhere, Dropbox or someplace where they can watch it easily. But hopefully you're asking questions like, well, what was it about my you know, my pitch video or my mini doc or my resume that got me to this interview phase. Tell me what you're looking for in a candidate and I'll tell you if I'm a good fit. Honesty, honesty always. If you really don't think you're the right person, don't waste their time because what's gonna happen is you're gonna get fired a few months in or a few weeks in and that's bad for your career, bro. You don't want that on your career. So listen, be honest. If you start listening to what this person wants and you know it goes against the grain of who you are as a person or your fundamental personality qualities or different things, don't take the job. Don't be a schmuck and just say yes because you think you should. Be honest. Like, tell me what you're looking for in a candidate. Well, I'm looking for a very outgoing person who likes to travel all the time and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I got three kids at home. I'm not looking to travel. And it's not that I'm not outgoing, but I'm not good with public speaking. Like, this is not your job then. Shake their hand and thank them for their time. Believe me, you're saving both of yourselves a lot of hassle. But ask the boss what they're looking for in the position. What was it about your resume or your pitch video that got them in? Ask them about their hobbies. Use this as an opportunity to get the to get to know the person you're going to be looking you're looking for. I've only had a very few jobs in my whole life. I pretty much worked for myself my entire life, but the very few jobs I've had, a couple of them were big positions, director positions in corporate in large corporations. And every single person that ever hired me when they were done interviewing me, they pretty much all said the same thing is geez, I felt like you just interviewed me, right? Because I want to get to know the the mind of the person that I'm going to be working for. I want to know what makes them tick because I'm, I'm very good at analyzing people. And I'm, I, you know, I should have been like a psych major because I'm very good at breaking apart the psychology of people. I'm very methodical. The people that work with me, my partners, they know that about me. Zach is a very methodical person. They would tell you that every single question that I ask you has a tail on it. Believe me. I ask nothing just for small talk. I'm digging into the, your brain. I'm digging into your psyche because I want to know what makes you tick. 
based on your interests and the things that you tell me, I'm making mental decisions on if I know you or not or if I can vibe with you and I'm figuring you out by those answers. I know, and I'm not going to give away my secrets, but I know based on a handful of answers that any person gives me, I can pretty much with about a 95% accuracy figure out the rest of their personality, like their likes and interests. If they tell me their hobbies, what they like to do for a living, um, I'm sorry, not what they like to do, what they like to do for fun, um, their interests, what they like to eat, you know, their musical taste, like a couple questions like that, and I've got them nailed. I could, after that, I could flat out tell them what their favorite Netflix shows are, what their favorite climates are, what kind of food they like. I, I'm in, believe me, I'm in their psyche. So when I am, was getting interviewed, I was asking all kinds of questions back, the kinds of questions that would throw bosses off, like, what's your favorite food? What do you like, what do you like to eat? And sometimes they'd be like, well, why are you asking me that? I'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually also a chef, and I'm just curious, like, I like to know what kind of food people like. Maybe I'm going to buy you lunch someday. I want to know what, what you like to eat. They'd smile and laugh and then tell me. I would ask them, what's your favorite television show of all time? What kind of music do you like? I would get into their head in a different way. And then I'd bring it back into, so what are you looking for in a candidate? You know, why did you, why did you decide to interview me? What was it about me that like spoke to you or got, you know, got me in this office? And I would ask a lot of questions. So again, don't let the boss and the boss's questions dictate the whole interview. Let them speak. This is not about, you know, you dominating the interview. Let them speak and answer their questions, but ask questions back, show an interest and try to figure out the person that you're working for. I promise you that this is going to increase your chances of getting that job like 70%. So let's go over the three things. Your dope ass mini doc about yourself instead of a resume. That's a starting point. Number two is confidence in the interview. Lots of confidence. Let them feel, rest assured that you're responsible enough and capable of handling the job. So it can't be fake confidence. It has to be confidence mixed with facts. A lot of confidence and a handful of sprinkled facts so that they that, so they know that you know what the fuck you're doing and talking about. Like, yes, I have no problem running, running a team of 50 people. I am going to do the job here. I know exactly where your company's trying to go based on what you've told me. I have no problem getting it there. You're going to be able to rest easy with me on your watch. I'm going to get the job done. But honestly, it's not about just getting the job done for me. It's about taking that shit next level. I'm here because I want to grow. I want to grow my career. I want to grow your company. Ask questions. Pick into their brain. Make it personal. You know, what do you like to do for fun? Where do you like to travel? Share some hobbies. Share some stories. Have a good conversation. If you follow those three things, there is a much higher possibility that you are going to get hired for the position. And if for some reason you don't get hired for that position, I can almost guarantee you that something else is going to come out of that. The boss might be thinking, you know, there was one other person that I liked better for that director position, but we have, you know, our other office has this position open. If you'd be interested in that, I ended up being a, a marketing director when I was applying for a social media manager position, like a part-time gig 15 years ago, I was applying for a social media management position. I'm sorry, it wasn't, it was like 10 years ago, nine years ago. Anyway, I ended up getting a marketing director position as an offshoot because after they interviewed me, they thought I'd be a better marketing director, like just take over the whole fucking department. So this is the type of stuff that increases your chances of getting hired in an executive level position, guaranteed. 
the resume, the confidence, the questions, the conversation. And then next steps after that is make sure you actually know your shit. Don't bullshit your way into a job that you're not actually prepared to do. It's different. I'll tell you a lot of times, like you can bullshit your way through a lot of stuff when it's your own company or when you're going to be the CEO of your own brand because you're running the show. But when you're working for someone else and you're accepting their dollars, you need to know what the fuck you're doing. So don't bullshit your way into a job that you're not actually going to be able to thrive in and do the job, especially at the executive level. And that's why you have high turnover in the executive level. And that's why things like term contracts became a thing because companies don't want to pass out $200,000 and $300,000 a year salaries to people who are going to suck a dick after the first six weeks. They want somebody who's going to be able to kick ass and go into the late rounds with them. That's it for this series on how to get hired. Entry level part one, executive level part two. I'm gonna continue doing this and I'm also gonna vlog about this. Please check out my vlog, IGTV. It's where I've started the vlog. I'm just being a little different, man. I'm not doing the YouTube thing right now. I like IGTV. It's super easy to use, easy to upload. And since everybody's on Instagram, you can just tune in and watch it. I've got a handful of things up there, some stuff I've done with my company, some like documenting days and weeks, a little behind the scenes look at being an entrepreneur, the not so glamorous life of entrepreneurship. But I'm going to be doing a bunch of other really fun stuff and I'm going to start vlogging on a more regular basis. So a lot of times I'll be capturing um, the same content that I'm doing in the podcast. I'll be doing a vlog version of that. But I'm also doing a lot of different things on the vlog that I'm not doing in the podcast. So follow me on all social media at The Real Zach Neal. DM me on Instagram if you want to talk. Check out the vlog on IGTV and uh, go get that fucking job, man. You deserve it. I hope you get it. See ya.